Aaron Neville. Who's that? You're kidding me, right? No. We sang him to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. sorry. Yeah. I forgot his name again. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, hello, welcome to part two of this week's Too Much Time on Our Hands epic trilogy of podcasts. Uh, we forgot to do something last in the last episode, we're going to do it now, which was uh, what we've been playing and what we've been watching. So, starting with you last time, Sean. Yeah, so this week, um, as you may know, last week my Wii U gamepad was off for repair, so I was sort of stuck not really doing very much gaming but this week got it back and um, after playing Thomas Was Alone I looked at another indie game I'd had sitting on my Wii U console uh, for a long long time I bought it when it was in sale for something like 99p or something ridiculous but I'm purely on uh, people's recommendations they were saying this is a really good game it's really cheap pick it up sat there didn't play it played a bunch of other stuff finally got, came back to it I thought right I've got to play this now uh, it's a game called The Swapper have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. It's an indie title from 2013, and it's a side-scrolling puzzle platformer, and it's um, it's set in a kind of horror sci-fi um, theme, where you're this female uh, scavenger. I think you're female. I'm not actually sure actually, but you're this scavenger. You're in a spacesuit. You can't really tell. You're like in a proper astronaut suit, and you go down to um, this. Uh, you you're on this abandoned spaceship, okay, and you don't really know what the hell's going on. Um, and pretty early on you get this gadget which enables you to uh, create clones of yourself so it's like this gun and it, 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 in a sort of red laser beam outline you see the shape of you and so you can place a clone somewhere then later on you find out you can transfer your soul to that clone but when you move uh, you and your clone move you can create up to four of your um, likenesses so you can have at any one time you can have five things moving about on screen. Now, this game is like so like incredibly smart. It is unbelievable. The puzzles they come up with are beautiful. They're absolutely incredible. And it doesn't pander at all to the lowest common denominator. This game is like a Mensa test. It just it, <laughs> it, it makes you have to like almost like prove your worth to the game. Very yeah. early on in the game you get literally trapped in an area and it doesn't tell you how to get out of it. You have to try buttons. You have to try and think outside the box. You're like, how the fuck do I get out of this situation? And the only way you can do it is by experimenting, by figuring out. You're trying to figure out. Eventually you realise your gadget actually enables you to slow time, which you didn't realise it did before because it never was uh, relevant up until that point. And this basically enables you, I won't spoil it in case people want to go uh, and, and play the game, it enables you to get out of the room, and then when you get out of that room, you suddenly spot an opportunity to go somewhere new, because you suddenly see this area you couldn't have reached before with this prior knowledge. Now, at no point, the game is never saying to you, oh, you know, have you tried pressing this button? Do this. When you, do, when you want to get up here, press this button. It doesn't tell you any of that. The, the amount of tutorial in this game is, is limited to probably just telling you what the swapper device is. It just says, this creates a clone view. Press Z, press ZR to do that. 
and then press ZL to, to switch. That's all it tells you. The rest is all up to you. And it's got so much incredible um, atmosphere and tension. It's, you're on this isolated planet. It's not a horror-themed game, but it feels like you're in a sci-fi horror setting. Nothing horrible happens in it. There's no jump scares, nothing like that. But it's just this creepy, abandoned I'm spaceship. I'm intrigued. It, it, you yeah. really should be. Um, it's the storyline is all about these um, this kind of um, sentient consciousness called the Watchers, which um, you, you're gradually finding out the crew encountered, and mm. you're gradually finding out what happens to the crew, and you, you've kind of found all this stuff out through. Um, uh, logs basically that you find on ships terminals which yeah. have uh, entries and it's it's just wonderful to sit there and read the logs and it's got very um, sparse use of music it's mainly kind of whirring and industrial sort of uh, spaceship noises and stuff not <laughs> no, no no as in sorry not industrial as in like oh, yeah, nine inch nails as oh, in okay. um, you know literally <laughs> the sounds of a spaceship just humming and whirring oh, right, yeah. very subtle use of sound and there's a, uh, certain points though where a little bit of music does kick in, and it's really, really effective uh, when it does because it's, it's hard to. I really don't want to give anything away because I'm really hoping you're going to go away and play this game. But it, it is genuinely one of the best games I've played. It's on. Um, it is on. Time, Xbox Xbox One. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's on most things. I imagine it's probably quite cheap because it uh, came out in like 2013. 11.99 on its own, Ooh, okay. or in a bundle with Stealth Two, and a game of clones, and Thomas was alone. It's eight pound eighty, ah, which is annoying because I bought Thomas was that's alone. Annoying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a shame because yeah, as I say, I picked it up for not really much at all. I'm hesitant. It's almost. I would say it's almost worth that. It's not really long. That's the only thing. It is only. Well, I don't know how long I spent on it, but it's probably under ten hours. But I completed it in literally three sittings because I was just I was so into it. And some of the That's puzzles are so so difficult. Like they literally, you're just trial and error, trial and error. You're just thinking, how the hell can this work? You're just creating clones and thinking, right, okay, so if I put that guy on that switch there, but now I move, ah, oh, now he's in the wrong place. I have to do this in the correct order. And so you just try and try and try and try. And eventually when you get there, you feel just so great about it because you figured it out. It's not an easy game to cheat at as well. There's no bitch button where you can just kind of skip through puzzles. It's impossible to kind of cheat the game because most of the solutions in the game feel like you're doing the cheat version. It kind of feels like you're almost breaking the game, like what I said with Thomas Was Alone. It's very mm. clever. It pushes every single one of its mechanics to the absolute limit. And it's a very simple mechanic. It just uses this very simple idea of you create a clone and you can swap to that clone. That's it. But it, it, it just it's amazing what it manages to get out of that. Yeah, great game. I can't recommend it highly enough. Fair dues. Mm. I'm in. Very, you've kind of sold it to me. So. What are you watching? Watching, um, nothing new, but I had a night on my own where I went on Netflix, flicking through, and watched Looper. Oh, yeah. Which That's I really enjoyed. Yeah. Very surprising. I didn't. I remember seeing it coming out and thinking, oh, it looks all right, but never got around to watching it. Finally managed to watch it. Really good. Really exciting. Really interesting. Great setting. Um, really interesting what they did with, um, if, if you don't know the premise of the film, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt is um, in the future there's this job role called a looper where criminals from even further in the future send back people to be executed because effectively it's very hard to execute someone um, or murder someone in the in the far future um, 
because everyone's tagged and it's you know it's, it's very messy and it can be tra- traced back to whoever did it. So they send them back in time to be killed by these loopers. Um, the only caveat is, or well, the where this film starts to go wrong is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's a looper, is um, has his future self sent back to him to kill, and his future self avoids being shot and escapes and stuff happens and it, it's just a very good film they've done some interesting things where they've tried to make Joseph Gordon-Levitt look more like Bruce Willis who yeah. is his older self and so they've given him I'm not sure whether they did it in CG or with prosthetics I think or, it's prosthetics it's, I think it's, it's prosthetics and Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing quite a good Bruce Willis impression sort of squinty-eyed and tight-lipped uh, but it's a really good film have you seen it Tom? no I haven't it's really good again it's worth watching it's on Netflix very good Looper yes yeah, it's, it's similar Plot-wise to the original Terminator, but it doesn't feel like a ripoff. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a ripoff. Not Terminator. It feels more like an homage. Looper, Looperator. Or it's done in the best possible way, I think, of, of kind of taking yeah. a similar idea and and doing something with it. But yeah, very cool. So it's been a good week for me. Sounds like it. That is. Anyone else? Um, I can go through mine. It's pretty quick. Okay. I played Battleborn again. Oh, and I played more uh, Hoot Super Hot. That's because I'm, I'm barely playing anything. Because between this podcast and the other podcast, good gentlemen, I've um, what just happened there? <laughs> <laughs> I just I just don't have any free time. <laughs> so I've every time I do, I tell you, I have been playing. I've been playing quite a few board games. Okay, so cool. I can go through some yeah, of those. Yeah, go definitely. So play Talisman. The other I day. love Talisman's Talisman. great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you can go on for like ten hours, and you can get really we played, fucked off when played, someone is like have some kind of monopoly where they're just getting all the good shit, and you're just like, stop. And even when they get to the end, yeah. it takes them ages to try and kill everyone. As it well, does. So. That's and it's really frustrating when someone is just like ridiculously overpowered, yeah. and they're too much of a pussy to go into the inner circle yeah. bit. You're just like, just fucking end it already. This is yeah. torture. So ta- Talisman's great though, but yeah, we played the uh, quick version. Okay, that just starts like yeah, and that took four hours. Yeah, so. yeah, the quick version. Mm. Yeah, there's no such thing. Um, it depends how many people you got. The more people, it just uh, takes forever. But when you add in expansions as well, I'm like, yeah, I've got a few of them. It's good. Well, we played Relic before. I've never played that. I'm kind of intrigued to play. It's different, but it's good. Is it? It's really good. Yeah, okay. um, I enjoyed that. So it's not literally just. Forty k. It basically is, but oh, okay. it, there's there are differences between the two. Okay. Um, played Resistance recently. Yeah. Okay. Well, played that. I've never played it. That's so much fun. If you want to hate your friends, it's <laughs> the best game to play. Basically, uh, we played it with five people or five or six people. And mm. Four of you are members of the Resistance, and two of you are spies. So you're all. It's really simple. You've just got a little board, and each person takes it in turn to pick their team. Knowing very full well that they could pick a spy for their team, um, so it's the goal of the resistance fighters to figure out who's the spies, so they don't take them mm-hmm. on the missions, and the goal of the spies to put the blame on other people, so it looks like they are members of the resistance, and it's just really good fun. You don't actually do anything in the missions; it's literally like, who am I going to take? And then you go fail or succeed, and then the 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 spies obviously try and fail it. It's really good if we ever have more than three of us here. We should maybe give it a go because I think you could probably do it over the podcast. Okay. But uh, that that was fun. I played Sushi Go as well. That's that's a really fun game. Um, and what else have I played? I played a couple more others as well. I played Super Fight, which always ends in an argument as well. <laughs> yeah, I would be saying about that one. But it's quite good. Uh, films wise, I watched Civil War again. Thank you. <laughs> 
Yep, of course you did. For the fourth time now. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I really like that film. Um, it's a good superhero film in my eye. It, it's, it does... It's not quite as good as Captain America Winter Soldier. I don't think it's as dynamic as Winter Soldier. I don't think it's as interesting as Winter Soldier. And I don't think it's... It's more of a generic superhero film than, than, than Winter Soldier is, which is a bit of a shame. But it's still really good. I still really enjoyed it. And I say super hot, Battleborn. I went to see Bad Neighbours 2 last night. I don't know whether that counts on this podcast, but... Beautiful. Just that thing with Seth Rogen. Yeah. That looks so shit. Yeah. I'll tell we, you what it is. talking about lowest common denominator. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll tell you what it is. It's got... Is that a really intelligent film? No, that's not what I, that's not <laughs> what I was going to say. It's got a good... It's got a good heart to it. There's very little in the way of sexist kind of overtones to it. It's, and the whole, the whole thing's very much about um, girls feeling that they are, by being in a sorority, not allowed to have a good time. And although that's kind of small, the way it plays it, it's kind of big in the sense that these girls do end up having a good time. It's it's very feminist-friendly, I would say. Oh, well, that's good. Yes. That's what we like to see. I feel bad about films. <laughs> but it's, it's really... It like, is... That did come across when all the naked ladies were rubbing up against the car, actually. <laughs> You've got to see the film, I promise you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you, Sean. <laughs> it's it's, it's... <laughs> we're, we're good. <laughs> we, we good, bro. Tom, what the fuck you been playing? <laughs> um, well, actually, um, I I played some oldies but goldies um, on some a couple of my older consoles. Oh, really? What'd you play? Uh, just some games. Uh, yeah, just games, just, just some oldie but goldies. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a bit of Fallout Four, Far Harbor. Uh, I was oh, I've gone listed for you. Oh, did he? Week. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I thought it was, it was all right. It was a passable expansion. Nothing. Okay. Doesn't really trend any new ground, but it was just didn't really affect you too much, no. No, it didn't really affect me at all. Really, no. There's no notable emotions that were drawn up by that um, complete cowpat of a game. Um, uh, but other than that, I just. Um, yeah, I, I kind of got back in touch with, um, you know, some games that I haven't played for a while, really. Hmm. Um, and actually, it kind of got me interested in hoovering up a load of um, uh, the kind of bundle deals of uh, Xbox-compatible, um, hmm. backwards-compatible games. There's some really good ones on there, so I just kind of picked up their digital versions. So I played a little bit of Force Unleashed, which yeah. is not really one of the best games ever, but it's... Five quid at the moment, really good. Also, five quid, yeah. like that. Um, and I do actually have the disc version sitting upstairs, right? But I just was like, I can't bother. I'll just have a digital. <laughs> like, like, why? Yeah, really. No, because otherwise I have to have the disc in every time, and no, I, I just lose discs. So I, if I if I have a disc down there, I'm just going to lose it because it's all surrounded by Vinny stuff. So I'm just like, it's safer just to have a digital copy that I can okay. I can get rid of and download as I as I want. I'm not there yet. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy Overwatch next week, and that'll be the first the only disc I've got from my yes. Xbox One. Um, Why is it a disco new? No, but it's cheaper. <laughs> so. oh, okay. I, I have also in the downtime because Joe's been doing quite. Joe's my wife. She's been doing quite a lot of work in the evenings. Mm. I have been on Twitch a lot. Yeah, just watching clip after clip after clip of people playing, um, and just. Just because um, I had no idea why, I just kind of I sat on Twitch feeds just yeah. watching it. <clears throat> um, it was. Um, it was mind-numbing, but at the same time, I couldn't tear my eyes away yeah, from it's, it. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I guess I kind of neatly segues into what I've been watching, mm. um, which is the uh, Peaky Blinders Series 2. Yeah, that's which a good Which is on Netflix. Um, I, we, me, Jolie and I crashed through the first series. Absolutely loved it. Just crashed through the second series as well. 
that was great. Um, Tom Hardy in, in, in that series is incredible. He, he, no, he is really good, but... And, and okay, you decide whether you want to edit this yeah. out or keep it in. Yeah. It's almost as if suddenly they decide one episode, oh, his character's Jewish. <laughs> you know, because because one minute he's just Tom Hardy yeah. acting fucking terrifying, yeah. as he's very good at doing. And then the next episode, he's he, they've literally dressed him up as a stereotypical Jewish man. And you're just kind of like, I, I, didn't, I didn't get the impression that he was... Jewish, like even in this first. They mention it though. Well, they mention it, but there's no attempt to make him look Jewish. Do you think at some point they went, he's not Jewish enough? I think maybe people aren't getting that he's Jewish, and so instead of going, let's maybe be subtle about it, they're like immediately he's wearing the hat, the black coat, and and everything, and you're just like, it it just feels really jarring. It's just really. It was anyway. Me and Jolly were just like, we just kind of looked at each other and were like, what has just happened there? That was very strange because then he doesn't wear the hat or the suit again. Mm. And it's just, uh, anyway. The episode where they think, oh, uh, have you watched all of season two? All of it. So the episode where he's, Spoilers. he's tying his laces. Yes. That bit's so tense. I love it. It's brilliant. The negotiation, yeah, yeah. where he's tapping, saying, it's all above board and yeah. legal, it's watertight. Yeah. And eventually they end up like negotiating back and forth to yeah. like only 35%. There's no fucking grenade. Yeah, no, it's but but they can't not. You can't not trust that. Yeah. You know? So yeah, brilliant. And, and then the horse racing scenes are oh, brilliant. Yeah. And then Polly getting her back, her own back on. on yes. Samuel's character. Oh, yes. That series is so fucking good. Yeah, it's good. I'm looking forward to watching um, the next series on Catch Up. Yeah, same. But uh, there's part of me that kind of wants to have them so I can watch more back to back. Yeah. Because I, I, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I haven't watched any of the new Game of Thrones. Because even though Joey and I are looking forward to seeing it, yeah. I don't want to watch it and then have to wait a week. I just want to binge watch all ten of them and then forget about it for another year. Because anyway, because I've started thinking. Started here or there. I've started, well, we'll we'll move on in a second, but mm. I started thinking I might start watching Game of Thrones again now. Oh. Thinking about might get into it. I think now might be the time. I'm feeling the urge, whereas before I was utterly bored of it. Now I'm like. You know, I could watch that. You want to see some primetime tits. Yeah. 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 Tits tits and violence. Yeah. Yeah. Dragons and boobs. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's everything, yeah? Yeah, fair dues. Cool. Right then. So, now we're going to move on to uh, the second part of this, which is part four of the Riddling Reaver. Indeed. Mm. Trying to keep it running, or do you want me to see? Just keep it running. We'll do this in the same pod. So, So, so uh, Tom, take it away. Previously on the Riddling Reaver, um, and I'm just going to leap into a kind of brief summary. Yeah. The adventurers found themselves aboard the Twice Shy, the Reaver's seafaring vessel. In it, they were joined by Mr. Tiddlefinger, Mince Tibble Fiddle, whatever, and he died, <laughs> sadly. Um, and then suddenly, the adventurers came to a beach. Which is where they find themselves. Hang on, Dappy from Endops. Dappy from Endops was eaten by Grubs. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was. He's now Thank a ghost. you, Andrew. <laughs> He's now a ghost. He's now a ghost, advising them from beyond the grave. <laughs> we now find ourselves getting closer to our objective in Act Three, the oh. Pendulum. Oh, I can see. Part Four, Sorry. Act Three. Part Four, Act Three, the Pendulum of Fate. Uh-huh. 
The adventurers are on the trail of the Riddling Reaver, a dastardly villain whose peculiar behaviour seems to serve the ends of luck and chance. By a strange turn of fate, you'll find yourselves marooned on a beach. Inland, a dense tropical jungle stretches as far as you can see. Eerie cries and screams come from its depths. Oh, fucking hell! And a haze of steam rises into the clear blue skies from the porcupine ragu they are cooking. <laughs> As you consider your next move, there is a horrific scream. Ah! Oh, fucking hell! Suddenly, something flies out from the forest, high above you. <laughs> a terrifying howl comes from it. <laughs> As it arches out to sea and plummets into the water. It, it, <laughs> it all happens so quickly that it takes you several seconds to realise that what you saw was a man. Not That was a man! <laughs> a woman. <laughs> Looking out to sea, you notice shark fins converging on the spot where the poor soul hit the water. <laughs> poor soul. Soon afterwards, the same thing happens again. A man comes flying out of the jungle and into the sea. This time you can see roughly which part of the jungle the man came from and you could easily make your way there. Mm. Since the man was not winged (laughs) or winged and seemed unable to control his flight, he must have been catapulted by someone or something. But why? The mystery begins. Right, playing to your absolute strengths, which is following everything in complete necessary (laughs) order... There is only one, Yay. one path for Yay. us to play, which is from <laughs> one, two, three, four. Which is from scene one to eight. Is we'll, that eight? we'll go to one, please. Yes, we shall move to number one. Okay. <laughs> right. Scene one. Nightmare in green. <laughs> you fought, The adventurers forced their way through the jungle, guided by despairing whales. Finally, they reach the edge of a clearing and gaze upon a horrific scene. A band of five grotesque lizard men are using a winch and rope to bend back a palm tree which has been stripped of its foliage. <laughs> they are poking and jeering at their prisoners. Uh, sorry, a prisoner, a ragged and pathetic-looking man whose hands are securely bound. It looks as though he will share the same fate as his companions unless you can come to his aid. Hello, my name is Andrew. (laughs) Hello, my name is Andrew. Um... Yes, yes. Okay, this is the scene you've stumbled upon. Okay. You see? Uh, just about, yeah. Chaos. Mm. Right? Chaos. Mm. Oof. Yeah. Scary, right? Yeah. Okay, so. So I'm just having a look through here. Yeah, that was me calling out to um, address them, by the way. Yes? Yeah, yeah. Yep, okay. Uh, (laughs) The lizard men turn towards the adventurers. The man, tied to the tree, starts screaming for you to run away. What will you do? 
Say, hello, why should we be running away and in which direction should we be running away? Should we run to the north or the south or the southeast or the northwest or uh, any other directions that you can think of? The lizard men turn on you as one. The man is beyond help. He is screaming in fear for you to run. That's very kind. Um, But I don't really run. (laughs) I run from no one. Is this going to be a... You're all dead. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is is a tough one. Okay. Um, Okay. Sadly for you, the lizard men's mutation... Well, hang on, wait, sorry, where were you? Hang on, I actually think we should run away. I yeah, I, I being mean, in character. <laughs> I was waiting for you to like, say we should run. I run from no man. No. These aren't oh. men. <laughs> <laughs> it looks as though he will share the fate of his companions unless you can come to his aid. What will you do? Oh, go on. Um, I generally do not run away here. Fuck that, that's very obvious. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Hello there, sir. Um, we're here to help you. The lizard men turn on the adventurers, staring them out. The man is incomprehensible with fear, screaming for you to run away. I think we run away. <laughs> okay, thank you, bye. Bye. I hope you... I hope it's okay. <laughs> I think you should totally, like, run away. Hey, hey. Dappy doesn't back away from a fight either, so, yeah. This is, I think, bullshit, mate, mate. We gotta go, go, oh. The adventurers bravely run away. <laughs> Straight into location two. Because they might have died had they stuck around. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, um, there, I mean, to be honest, there's not a lot you could have done really here. Unless, of course, we were playing it properly and you somehow managed to survive... Um, what looks like 12 to 14 rounds of combat. Oh, God. Yeah, that would have gone for a long time. Anyway, so the adventurers continue down the path that we saw basically leads them to eight locations in order. Um, to location two. Um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you return to the lizard men. <laughs> yes. You <laughs> Uh, okay, no, it's fine. I can get around this. Okay. As you... Yeah, all right. As the adventurers enter the second location, they hear screaming behind them. One of the men seems to have broken free and is chasing after them. The lizard men are in hot pursuit and the adventurers join with this man as he leads them towards a hidden part of the forest that the lizard men... Don't follow them to because they give up. How convenient! <laughs> yes. That worked out really rather well. The man you have encountered introduces himself as Waxley Speed, explorer and treasure hunter extraordinaire. He is very grateful to the adventurers for doing what we following just did. Them, following him. In return, he says that he can lead you to a jungle shrine that people say contains a fabulous treasure. He learned about it when he was given an ancient map by a dying friend. He assembled a band of explorers and spent five years searching and overcoming great perils, only to be thwarted at the last hurdle. This morning, as they were preparing for the jungle trek, a strange flying vessel loomed overhead. Their leader was a man swathed in robes whose manner of speech 
was rather unusual. Almost like riddles, I'd imagine. Absolutely. He stole the map of the shrine and hurried off, leaving half of the lizard men to torture and kill the rest of uh, his unlucky explorers. Waxley tells you that he has a good memory and has memorized the map, and he can lead you to the shrine if you are willing. He believes it is the resting place of the Pendulum of Fate, whatever that is. The obscure artifact is said to give the wielder control over good and evil in general. Wow. Yes, yeah, please. Yes, uh, that would be good, yeah. Right. The pendulum of what? The pendulum of fate. Of fate. Okay. Right. Waxley's speed uh, is perhaps maybe not all that he seems. But that's neither here nor there at this point. <laughs> so we're going to have to do a jungle um, jungle encounter. Please be something decent. The adventurers are set upon by one to two great apes. Oh my god. <laughs> one to two great You great ape. That looks like one to two great apes. <laughs> what will they do? I think we can attack the great apes. No, that's a stupid idea. They're great apes. They're not that great. <laughs> Go on then, you attack them. I'm going to attack a great ape. You are using what? My broken lightsaber. That's a metaphor for my broken soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adam Driver uh, unleashes his broken lightsaber. That is a, a, a metaphor for his broken soul. <laughs> The great apes, all one to two of them, are dead. <laughs> See? They weren't that great. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Wexley. Waxley? Is it Waxley or Wesley? Hey, hey Waxley. Wax, uh, yes, Wax, Waxley. Uh, I, was just, um, I was just in the back. Uh, I was uh, making sure no one was um, following us. Yes, that's what I was doing. Uh, anyway, carry on, let's go. On to location three. Location three. Uh, Follow to the next place on the map. I believe that's called location three. (laughs) The adventurers hack their way through the jungle for an hour or so. You have no way of. They have no way of knowing how far they have travelled or in what direction. But Waxley appears to know where he's going. I totally know where I am going. Okay, Waxley. The trees thin out ahead of them, and as they break through into the open, they see a yawning chasm across their path. Hundreds of feet below, a small stream me, 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 a small stream meanders towards the sea. Looking around for some means of crossing the chasm, you will see two posts of a rope bridge. It is now no use now. No, it is no, it is of no use now. However, as the rope has been eaten away, obviously by termites that swarm around the post. Obviously. A little way <laughs> along the edge, you can see a makeshift bridge. A huge, dead, mossy log has been laid across the gap. What will you do? I think it's... Oh. just seems a little too tempt- enticing, doesn't it? <laughs> big mossy log. Who laid the big mossy log? Uh, Waxley, what do you know about this log? <laughs> um, I, uh, by all uh, indications, it is a wooden log. So you reckon we can get across it, right? I it's probably probably quite yes, probably easy easy to cross. Okay, then you go first. I would urge some caution, ocean, ocean. Okay, Waxley, you go first on the log. Uh, I'm not going first. You can count me right. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> 
Look, your broken lightsaber that is obviously a metaphor for your broken soul is not going to intimidate me into walking across this log. Uh, is there any other way across? I've been flying around for ages, 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 and I ain't seen anywhere else to, like, you know, cross this chasm. Is that, is that the only way across? As far as I can see, without, like, several days, weeks, months, maybe, to get around the and other we side. Need, and we need to get across this. Yeah, yeah, time is of the essence. And can, I, can I have a look at the mossy log and check it for any kind of... Where problems or why are you asking me mate You've I'm got not eyeballs. asking you I'm asking the fucking narrator oh sorry um, <laughs> I, was, I was in the bathroom um, <laughs> you may have a look at the log with your eyeballs and do I see any kind of problems does it look fine there is a hole in the middle of the log gosh that, that's a concern oh hmm. like a wood knot hole but the log is quite big so it's quite a big hole in comparison to the size could of the tree. we walk through I the see. hole is there is <laughs> well, you guys, you the guys are asking me whether you can do things and it's okay, like, I'm going to very carefully walk across the log Andrew very carefully walks across the log he has walked almost halfway oh, across no. the log and is nearing the hole I will. What will he do? Carefully peek over to look inside the hole, but not go too close to it. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. You might be lucky with that one. A spike shoots out from inside wow. the log, but Andrew narrowly dodges out the way because he rolled quite well. Lucky. And I said I'll stand away from it and look in the hole. He was very standing. cautious. Yes, he was. But caution is not enough. From inside the hole emerges a giant spike spider. (laughs) What? (laughs) It's true to be called a spiker. A spider, a spike spider. Um, So, yes, these. Here we go. The spike spider is an indigenous creature to this particular island. It hides in holes. And stays hidden until the spiky leg um, can be used to hack at approaching people. Andrew was attacked by the spike and narrowly avoided becoming the spike spider's next victim. If he wishes to cross safely or rescue a captured comrade, which actually hasn't happened, the adventurer himself will have to kill the spider... Um, that is the only way. If the spider's spike is chopped off, actually, in nature videos, it will still be a menace. And the spider will crawl out of its home to fight. Isn't nature marvellous? <laughs> I will stab the spike spider with my mighty weapon. Andrew stabs the spider with his mighty weapon. He is lucky and manages to hack off yet another limb of the spider. Ha! It withdraws into the hole. I think it is safe to say you've probably seen the last of it. Mm. Now, here is the thing. (laughs) Just inside the hole, you can make out shapes of the spider's previous victims. Would you like to lower yourself gently into the hole to search the bodies for any things? I would. Andrew has died. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. (laughs) And cursory rummage finds nothing. It was a bold strike. 
But you have gained nothing from doing that, so that's okay. pointless. I will carry on and walk over the log. Excellent. Uh, do you beckon for the other people to follow you? Come across and mind the dead spike spider. It's fine, well, I've killed it it's now. It's not dead, it ran away. Alright, it's you got... off enough limbs. It's hacked it... off its spikes. It's fine. Excellent. Can I, can I now look for the, the, the body's remains? See if there's anything? Yes. Adam Driver also finds nothing. Okay, there's nothing here. (laughs) You should have reached out with the force. Yeah. No. No, no, there's nothing. Uh, The adventurers walk across the chasm. Um, Waxley Speed was lurking quite near the end of the log and didn't seem to want to cross with you, but did. Oh. Waxley, can I ask you a question? What? What is it? Do you like riddles? No, good. Cool. No, 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 don't like them at all. Absolutely not. Okay, no, now I'm suspicious. No, no, no. No, don't like riddles. Okay. No, that's just, they're too riddly. (laughs) Right. Pressing on into the jungle, the adventurers find the ground rising. They can see a rocky scarp. What's a scarp? No idea. Rising above the trees ahead of them. (laughs) Finally, they come out of the trees and see an unscalable rock wall. Directly ahead, carved from the rock, is a face. It is no human face, for such bloated, malignant creatures could only be those of some primitive god. As they approach, they realise just how big the face is. Okay, so I'm guessing it's quite a big it's face. big face. Its gaping mouth is large enough for, for Dan's mum to lumber into. Seriously. <laughs> no. For your mum to lumber into. Its eyes, too, are huge and seem to stare at you as if the stone face were alive. Moving closer, you come across a grisly boundary. Shrunken heads have been laid in a crude semicircle mm-hmm. around the face. Some have been picked clean, bare skulls gleaming white, while others are more recent. <gasps> mm. So the only way is through that hole. All right. Well, Waxley, do you know anything about this uh, big gaping hole face? Mm. Well... According to the map, there is actually a passage through the rock scarp. Uh, there's no mention of the face, though, so I'm a bit afraid that that might be the mouth of an old god. Okay, well, you go first. I, I, don't, I don't want to. I don't, I, I don't Why are you here? I, well, you, we encountered each other on a path. Oh, yeah, that's when we followed you. Yes, <laughs> and in return I have joined you. Yeah, that makes perfect yes. sense. Yes, yes. So is there another way in, are you saying? Or are you just saying this is the way in? Uh, I'm feeling a bit vulnerable, actually, Sean, and I've already... (laughs) Sorry, Andrew, and I've I've already said what I'm prepared to say. Okay, let's go in the face, because I can't see anything else to do. As the adventures step across the line of shrunken heads, a low moaning is heard. (laughs) Oh, did a poo! To their horror, the adventurers find that it is the heads themselves that are moaning. The moaning of the heads gets louder and smoke starts to billow from the mouth of the stone god. The feeling that you are being watched is confirmed when you see that the eyes of the stone face are moving. The eyeballs pop out of their stone sockets and come floating down towards you. Oh no. The occupants of the eye caves appear to be eye stingers. Guardians of the Stone Face. The Obviously. The adventurers <laughs> must fight them, as always. Uh, so I'll do the David Attenborough. 
Ice stingers resemble huge eyeballs covered in spines. They float about a metre off the ground and are indigenous to this island. Uh, they are able to hypnotise victims, uh, and hypnotised victims will be impaled on the spines that are tipped with a paralysing poison that lasts for somewhere near 20 minutes. The creatures are also very fragile, requiring just a pinpoint prick in a certain place for them to shatter, but they are filled with a sticky corrosive liquid, so don't get too close. People with telekinesis might find it easier to attack from afar. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to use my telekinesis. I've got control of the force. Adam Driver uses the force. Yeah. I'm going to smash them into each other. <laughs> in a daring move, Adam Driver <laughs> smashes the two ice stingers together using the force. Uh, corrosive liquid flies everywhere, singeing all of the uh, shrunken heads, which are now melting and moaning, making for smart. The smoke <laughs> billowing from the mouth of the cave is clearly of supernatural origin. It comes from a fire lit Clearly. by the shaman who lives there. That's not supernatural, then. <laughs> what will you do? So, uh, Keep walking. Mm. Go into the face. Uh, so who's going first? Uh, I'll go first this time. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit, son. Um, Adam Driver enters the cave finding himself gazing face-to-face at a huge tribal mask worn by a headhunter shaman. The eyes are glowing red, and you find he finds himself compelled to turn and fight his nearest comrade. Ah. Adam Driver is possessed. He goes for Andrew. Look how old you've become. <laughs> That's all I got. I don't know, couldn't think of anything else. That's good. <laughs> what will you do? Now, it's one of those typical situations, of course, like you have on these things, like, um, you know, some enemy is being protected by a, a sort of a force field being generated by something that you have to take out. You know, that kind of thing in the platform games? It's like, yeah, you've yeah. got to take it's that right. out so you can... Yeah, okay. So, why are you looking at me like that, Adam Driver? <laughs> why have you got your mighty lightsaber that's broken like your soul? I'm sorry, Andrew. Hang on, are you being possessed? Stop possessing my friend, you I'm, bastard. I'm a little bit possessed. I'm not fucking possessing anyone. You are. <laughs> I see. You two sound like you're from the same place. I'm going to hit you with my mighty weapon. The, go- the possessor, I mean, not Adam Driver. Who is my friend? Oh, right, well, that's, that's not very nice. Well, tough. <laughs> stop possessing well, stop my friend. Why are, you, why are you punching me with that thing? <laughs> Ew. Actually, how are you doing that? Are you doing it with some sort of hypnosis, like a sort of Paul McKenna style hypnosis, <laughs> or perhaps a kind of more medical style hypnosis, or is it more like telekinesis, or perhaps some just sort of psychological suggestion, a bit like Darren Brown, or maybe <laughs> the like shaman passes out from boredom. Oh, whoa! Oh, fuck it up! This is the worst. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> where where was I? Adam Driver has returned <laughs> in episode eight. <laughs> um, yes, well done. Um, do you want to loot the body? Do you uh, want to loot the body? Yes. <laughs> I take his mask. Yeah. Sadly, you will. <sighs> oh, excuse me. 
Sadly, you will not be able to take advantage of the primitive magic of the medicine man to control an opponent. So you will not be able to make use of the power itself, but you will look rather nice. I'm going to wear the mask. <laughs> Adam Driver puts on the mask and looks rather nice. Yeah, I don't need it, but I'm going to wear it. He, he, he does need it. Okay, I need it. Yeah, I need it. <laughs> uh, got a mask. No, you're fine. You've avoided being surrounded by bats. Um... Waxley's speed again was nowhere to be seen. Uh, our Waxley speed was nowhere to be seen. Hmm. Where's Waxley gone? Oh, hello, fellas. I'm back. Where were you? Uh, just uh, taking a Jimmy Riddle. Okay. <laughs> Why do we need you again? Uh, because I'm just here to help, you know, in return for following me. How are you going to help me? Uh, well, because I know quite a lot about what's going on, and I also have access to all of my David Attenborough tapes. <laughs> for when we encounter strange, you know... Do you know anything about these tribal mask bastards? Uh, I don't myself, but to be honest, the David Attenborough uh, things might have something about them. Okay. Uh, let me just see here. There's got to be... All right, here we go, yes. Shaman. Just put that in the tape recorder. And here we go. The Shaman is a voodoo warrior that the, the adventurers would do well to... Oh, see, I can <coughs> The shaman is a voodoo warrior using strange supernatural powers to possess people and also to shrink heads down to small sizes, uh, implied by the word shrink. Um, Some of them will be able to talk after this has happened. Um, The shaman himself is pretty unremarkable being just a man, but a man with supernatural powers, hence the word Shaman, which when translated means supernatural magic man. (laughs) (laughs) The adventurers continue. The adventurers have been traveling for a while. It feels like an age. Uh, And they are hot and tired. When they come upon a clearing, Waxley suggests a rest. As they slump down on the ground, Waxley idles over to look at the plant in the middle of the clearing. The plant has no branches and looks lonely in the open space. Perhaps a nice shrubbery or something would really bring it together. Uh, They rest their tired limbs for a few minutes, lulled into half-sleep by the heat and the monotonous jungle noises. (laughs) Suddenly there is a yell. They leap up to see a tendril wrapped around Waxley. A hole opens at the foot of the plant, and he is dropped into it. It's like a sarlacc pit. There is a despairing wail, abruptly muffled as the pit closes, so... (laughs) Oh, well. I can't hear you. Basically, he's a more scared version of Bane. Uh, Andrew, I think we should just go about our business. Um, I think we should save him. I really was really enjoying the David Attenborough tapes. You want to listen to one of his Attenborough yes. tapes? Yes, <laughs> they were quite interesting. <laughs> Fine. Um, right. Be I don't feel he served his purpose yet. The adventurers rummage super no, quick in Waxley's knapsack and find... His tape recorder... No, I mean I want to save him. I don't mean I literally oh, want to save him. I'm to save his tapes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll just interject with David Attenborough just because 
Uh, it's quite nice to sort of introduce you. The plant... <laughs> the pitcher plant tendril is a curious piece of vegetation. The plant... Makes one man weep and another man sing. Absolutely. The plant has submerged its vase into soft soil to disguise its deadly nature, functioning as it does like a rather large sarlacc pit or Venus flytrap. The tendril pulls people into the vase and the vase secretes digestive juices. Lovely. If the tendril is destroyed, it is then easy to destroy the vase. But people who have been in the vase may find themselves partially digested. Hence the name, the partially digesting pitched plant tendril plant. Click. <laughs> okay, I will quickly. Let's attack the tendril. Okay, right. This is a uh, on the cusp. Mm. I've got a, a scroll of fortune. Well, sadly, unfortunately, that pretty much dooms Waxley. Can I not use my scroll of fortune? My scroll of fortune only works on you. Oh, okay. Well, dear, oh dear. Uh, the ten, the tendril is destroyed, and it was easy to follow the, that destruction with the destruction of the vase. But Waxley is barely alive. You should make it clear to him that he needs help, magical help. <gasps> Waxley, Waxley, you you look. Um, you might already know this. You need help. Didn't we have a? But I have so much to give. Uh, we were using for your Amber tapes, but um, didn't we have a potion of curing from last time? We did, yes. Oh, d- didn't you? D- I mean, have you been have you been keeping note? I yeah, I have, but it's not on there. But I can't remember using it. Uh, you probably have actually. Maybe. We what did. will you do? Tell us your secrets, Waxley. Tell us what you know. I can barely think at all. Uh, well, try. I'm dying. Oh, God. It's all about you. Is it? Oh, I killed tapes. my old father. My Atomber tapes will be the only thing that lives after me. <laughs> Is there anything in your bag, like medicine or anything? You need help. You need to be saved. No, I was being bummed by those lizard men. <laughs> Save me. And you can't, you don't. I can't kick, you'll just have to save me. This might be a bit cruel, Andrew, but I've just looked up on the website. If we sell those Edinburgh tapes at CEX, we get about 40 quid. <laughs> no, they're too interesting. No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> He's dead. He's dead. Waxley died as few dared to dream. <laughs> Why are we more sad about this than we were with when we had our other two adventures last week? Oh, poor Dappy. I'm still here, sort of. Hey, Dappy, how's heaven? Yeah, man, it's like totally cool, although... <coughs> ah, the narrator's finding it difficult to do my voice tonight because <laughs> it's a bit pitchy, itchy, itchy. Come on then, let's grab his bag with the David Attenborough tapes and leave. <laughs> the adventurers leave Paul Waxley's corpse. Their journey continues and they begin to hear a faint drumming noise from up ahead. As they get nearer... <laughs> yes! 
Yeah, mate, this is well sick. Like, I'm just gonna rap over the top. Papa, if you can hear me, I know what I got to was dead. As they get nearer, they also catch the sound of chanting. Nice. Some native ritual must be taking place. <laughs> that gesture. <laughs> it's just about taking place. Uh, ahead of them. Excuse me. Ahead of you. Break. Sorry. Ahead of you, a band of headhunters have captured two pygmies. <laughs> While searching for magic yucca eggs, the pygmies strayed into carefully laid rope traps and are now dangling upside down, suspended by their tiny feet. It's all a bit racist, isn't it? It's a little bit. Um, uh, from a tree. The headhunters are taunting them about their penis sizes and <laughs> celebrating their victory over two of their tribe's traditional enemies. Later, they are planning to make a succulent feast of the little men. Right. Says that if you're lucky, you'll be able to creep up if you want to. Yeah, we'll, we'll try and free the pygmies. Mm. Mm. That's really good. As you creep closer, and you will be able to creep up quite close... You recognise the markings on the on the warriors' bodies. They are similar to the mask of the shaman. Oh. Uh. Can I put on the mask and try and scare them away? <gasps> Don't try and scare them away. Uh, yeah, can I try and use them? Use the mask to, to... Sadly not, but you are absolutely bang on one of the best ways to do this. Adam Driver is quick-witted enough to attack them while wearing the tribal mask of the shaman. They all turn tail and flee, screaming into the jungle with blood-curdling fear. No one cared about who I was until I put on the mask. Um, what will you do now? It is just you and the two hanging pygmies. I think we eat the pygmies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I think we free the pygmies. Uh, the adventurers free the pygmies and the short savages express their gratitude. By way of thanks, they offer a gift the three yucca eggs that they had discovered at the base of the tree. Excellent. I love yucca eggs. What's a yucca egg? <laughs> it's interesting that you ask. I believe Waxley's bag may contain a audio tape. Let's look tape. in the bag. Here we go. Yeah. Yucca eggs. Yucca eggs are laid by the mysterious yucca bird, a fabulously rare creature unique to the area. In the pygmy tongue, 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 in the... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I got myself a bit caught there. In the pygmy tongue, yucca means sun, and it is said that the birds fly down from the sun to the earth to lay their eggs where it is cool. Whether or not this is true, what hatches from a yucca egg resembles a ball of fire more than it does a bird. If an egg is broken, for example, balls of fire have been seen to leap from them and shoot up into the sky. Anyone caught in the blast loses stamina, limbs and other things deemed important to being alive. So we can use them as grenades then? (laughs) The eggs are warm to the touch, so the adventurers may decide so adventurers who encounter them might decide to keep them to stay warm on cold nights up north. Oh. I always prefer a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will brutally murder <laughs> in the morning. In the morning, with the stool she does her hair brushing on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how long we got before? 
Well, it's coming up to an hour now. Okay. Oh, is it? We've only got two more, two more bits. Okay, cool. Uh, so, quickly. The trees thin out once more, and ahead of the adventurers lie a stretch of mudflats. <laughs> the mud has hardened and cracked, and looks easy to walk across. The adventurers make much faster progress across here, and, you are st- and they are standing in the shade of the trees at the edge of the jungle, noticing the tied to a branch of a nearby tree are a number of stiff leathery leaves about a metre long. Looking closer, they see that they are made from several palm leaves, which have been interwoven and stitched together. Ooh. Okay. Wow. Things went south quite quickly. How did they? The adventurers find that the layer of dried mud is actually thin and brittle, and beneath it is quicksand. <gasps> oh no! Anyone who has tried to who tries to move now without taking precautions will not get very far before the surface they are standing on cracks beneath their feet. Hmm. What will you do? Hmm. Hmm. What can we do? Um. Hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. Remember that we talked about the leathery leaves, and that some of them have been woven together. Uh-huh. Can we use them as like a like tie them around our waist type thing? And are we stuck in quicksand now? Uh, you are basically. Wait, he's sinking. You're beginning to sink. Okay. I will reach out and grab one of the leaves to try and hold on to as a rope. It all comes down to this dice roll, to be quite honest. Oh, fucking hell. I have a scroll of fortune. <laughs> yeah. Um, all it took was one adventurer to make the successful leap towards the leaves. Andrew reaches out and successfully grabs hold of the interwoven leaves. I grab hold of Andrew. Adam Driver grabs hold of Andrew and they both pull themselves out of the quicksand. If they had failed, they would have been dead within three minutes. Oh. A short time after the mud was breached, however, the swamp began to bubble. A foul-smelling gas taints the air <laughs> and the forms of two loathsome marsh wraiths begin to take shape. Once formed, they stand motionless, moaning plaintively. One will talk to the adventurers in his ghostly voice. Hello. You're encroaching upon the marsh wraith's home. We're sorry, we didn't mean to uh, encroach on your home, but we're just trying to get somewhere. But you're standing in my home. (laughs) My home. Okay, well, it was an accident. Who knew some people lived in this crappy place? How dare you? This is my house. I've worked very hard on it. I say we kill them. (laughs) They're already dead. True. They're ghosts. Okay, we will leave you alone. No, can we stay, please, and come and look at your home? It's a good thing that none of you have anything that would burn. Oh, okay. We launch a... Yabagoya egg at the The adventurers launch a yoka egg at the raids. It ignites the flammable marsh gas, turning it into an impassable field of fire. Luckily, the adventurers have done things in the right order and are out by b- before the whole thing went up in flames. Hooray! <laughs> Yay! Uh, excellent. This is brilliant. Right, we're on to our last 
seen. Jesus Christ, tell you what, they really, they, I mean, previous parts of this book have been quite good. This yeah. one's been a bit wank, hasn't it? That's all right. We've, we've, okay. we've made do, I think. Yeah. Exhausted as he is, Waxley's speed has been... Oh, hang on. Oh, he's dead. He's oh, dead. He's dead. Oh, hang on. Okay, fine, right. Uh-huh. So he's dead, right. Okay, here we go. You are nearing your goal. Ahead of the adventurers is a white marble temple rising up from a rocky outcropping. When they get nearer, the adventurers realizing realize that entering will not be very easy. The shrine sits on a high pedestal of rock, which looks almost unclimbable, and a gaping chasm lies between them and the entrance. Oh, not another one. On either side of the shrine's entrance sit two forbidding stone statues of large birds of prey. What will you do? This is what it looks like. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh dear. Um. Uh, huh. Is this going to be a leap of faith type thing again? We Maybe. <clears throat> Can we throw a pygmy at it? We haven't got any pygmies. Uh, did we not bring them with us? <laughs> no. No. Okay. I'm going to do it. No, you can't just jump off. <clears throat> Maybe we should just gingerly throw a stone and see if or something. Yes. We throw a stone into the chasm to see if it just falls. <laughs> nice. The adventurers throw a stone into the chasm. As if miraculously, it hits something in the air. <gasps> a faint shimmering, like that over a hot pavement, or above the egg counter of a New York street <laughs> meat vendor. Anyone with... Uh, <laughs> yes, and suddenly you notice a small bird sat in midair. This will not seem unusual. But then you notice that the bird is not flapping its wings. What will you do? I think we should... Walk in a straight line. Yes, towards the bird. Yeah. Very carefully step off uh, to feel if there's an invisible bridge. We do it like Indiana Jones. We grab a handful of dirt. Yes, that's a good idea. And throw it across. It turns out that all that was needed to cross the invisible bridge... Was bravery. Yes. The adventurers have entered the temple and will go straight to scene two in the next part of the Riddling Reaver. Part four of the Riddling Reaver. It's getting quite exciting now. We've had pygmies, we had Attenborough tapes. Grenades. We've had what? Grenades. Grenades, yeah. Yeah. That are actually eggs. They are yucca eggs. We've had spike spiders. Yeah. That's That's very good. Right, so before we go, we're going to leave, leave you with James Gertlist, who's going to talk a little bit about the uh, Far Cry, Far Cry, mm-hmm. Fallout 4 DLC, uh, Far Harbour, got there eventually. Um, cool. So yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Are you just going to stick around then? Uh, no, I'm going to shoot off for a bit. Okay, where are you going? Uh, just to the shop. Okay. Well, we're almost out of Percy Pigs, so... That's true, yeah. Okay, you've got to go get some Percy Pigs. Cool, that's excellent. Well, that's that's handy, because we've only got... We've got three seats. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because Alex brought one with her last week. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. 
so yes, James Gurnalist up next. Enjoy, guys. James Gurnalist, the games journalist's games journalist. Think of me as a cross between Han Solo and Lord Byron, but, you know, more about games journalism. I've spent the last 12 years intrepidly travelling from one end of the globe to the other to bring my audience the very best in untamed games journalism. I've written for websites like IGMNM, Nataku, GamePots, Polywogglegon, and uh, magazines like uh, PC Gamering, PC Friendzoning, I Love Games A Lot, Weekly Magazine, and Razzle. Anyway, enough about me. I'm uh, looking forward to starting my reviews on uh, Too Much Time in Our Hands podcast. <laughs> okay, and now we'd like to welcome back James Gurdlist. Yay! Hi, Bruce. Hi. How are we doing? Good. Yeah, thanks. I'm meant to talk to you, James. Uh, you're okay. yeah, quite. Right, fine. No, I had a feeling. Yeah, right. No, no, I'm just going to let you say your piece without interrupting. Thank you. Yeah, it's very kind. Right, go on then. Uh, you're quite aggressive to me. Have I done something to you? Have I annoyed you in some way? I don't want to feel like we're getting off the, the wrong foot here. Oh, I don't. I don't know whether you really want to open this can of worms, Dan. Seriously, mate. Um, I think we should just leave it because every time I look into your face, the bile starts rising inside. Oh, me. okay. That's fair, I suppose. Um, so, but maybe if you could <laughs> That's just be fair, I suppose. If you, maybe you could just try and try and tone it down a, a little bit. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it a try. Thank, thanks. That's all I can ask. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not contractually obliged to say nice things about what you. Is this? I think you're being a bit of a pussy about it, to be honest. But, you know what, whatever your fucking liberal mind thinks is the right thing to say at this time, so be it. Okay. You know? seem to like Sean, right? Just me, you don't. Sean, Sean's sound. He's yeah. fine. Me? <clears throat> Look, you're, you're all right. You're, you're okay. We're, we're all right. Okay, so we call them. Yeah, figuratively, I guess. Okay. Yeah, no, no, Alex, this week. So you okay with that? Yeah. I wasn't scared. You seemed a bit nervous. No, no, no. no. Are you sure you were Just right? Just playing it up. I think she was more nervous than I was. It's well, like, I don't know. No. She was sort of giving quite a lot of banter. Yeah. She was well up for engagement. You sort of seems to be shy. No, it's like, it's, like, it's like when you encounter a tiny spider. You know, some people will run away from it. Yeah, well, not me because I'm not scared of that sort of stuff. Some people will just stand there because they know that the spider is more scared of them than they are of it. Mm. So she, yeah, and you th- you were sort of thinking Alex was more more. She's, I think she was more intimidated. Probably I mean, quite know, into you. Fame fame carries. Yeah, you know, okay. so with yeah, yeah, yeah. a great responsibility, and it's my responsibility to make sure that while uh, I do keep authority, um, <laughs> they know that I'm. The authority. Author- authority. Authority. Okay. So um, you're taking the piss out of my ex. No no, 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 no. You're not allowed to do that in 2016. No, it's very no. unpeaceful. What, what have you been playing this week, yeah. James? This week I started playing uh, Fallout 4's expansion, Far Harbor. Cool. So I'm just going to roll in. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm going to begin by saying this. For the love of God, I'm not interested in playing or reviewing Uncharted 4. Or as I like to call it, the vile, cynical release that apparently doesn't even need to be played to get ridiculously positive reviews. So stop asking me, you bunch of fucking cockwalls. I'm not doing it. So with that in mind, I resolved to review an expansion to a game that I actually found fun. But 
is also about as pointless and depressing a release as Uncharted 4. Yeah, Ooh, where's all this hatred coming from, James? Is what I hear people cry. It's not hatred, it's just general despair. Everything is a bit awful, and so is Far Harbour. Uh, there's not any inspiration here. Um, you know, here be moody, depression and horrible beasties, but, you know, it's so lacking in inspiration that I don't even have inspiration for a mum joke this week. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. So I'm sorry about that, Dan. That's fine. Yeah, your mum is going to remain unmolested. Um, <laughs> well, that's good. Oh, until tonight. Actually, that's a good one, I guess. So you know, but whatever. I'm not. I'm not really feeling it. I mean, yeah, look, thanks, thanks, James. I know that the world of Fallout is supposed to be bleak. Yeah. But this expansion just really fucking hammers it home. Okay. You know, the developers said, right, let's get our depression checklist out and see if we've got it nailed. Right, moody mist, check. Misty mood, check. <laughs> Big enemies, check. Twenty hours more gameplay, check. Alright, we've done it. Great, yeah. We've made another expansion. Well done, everyone goes home. You know, check. Fucking check. It's all here. Buy it, play it, try not to vomit on yourself. The gameplay takes no new direction. It's largely a rehash of one of Fallout 3's expansions. Point, look out, and I... Which is really good. You know, I really, um, I really tried. <laughs> I really... You're James, you're right. Sean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, okay? No, yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. say anything. No, just no. don't say anything. No, let, no. The, let this happen. No. This, this game is it. This, this is the game that broke the camel's back. Um, to coin a phrase. Uh, I don't know what happened. All I remember was being so upset with life after playing this game that I decided to make it worse for myself. I wanted to revel in the darkness, in the black skies, the endless night. Um, so I got my Wii and N64 out. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah. look, I was feeling masochistic, okay? But you know what? I had so much fun. I mean, so much fun. More fun than I think I'm going to have with all of your mums later on. <laughs> look, after mucking about with the TV for an hour, I finally found a channel that would let me play the N64 <laughs> without too much interference. And I played Mario 64 for about four hours straight, and it was brilliant. I've got to say, you know, it stands up as a game experience to this day, and even after all these years. I mean, look, the controls were a little bit oversensitive to start with, but I got used to it. And what I found underneath was just a game that I couldn't help but suck up. Uh, the levels were excellent, they were challenging, and I call out all of these cod-obsessed fucks to, to try playing it. You know, if you're so proud of your KD ratio, try playing a real game, you fucking morons. This, this, is, this is a real game. The world is intelligently designed, the boss fights are great, the joy of playing Mario in 3D never gets old, and except for all the paper fucking Mario games that are coming out right now, give it a rest, alright? Anyway, that's a bit of a contradiction, but, but fuck it. And after that, I played Goldeneye. And I had a really good time again. I stealthed my way around with a silenced pistol, taking out the bad bastards, bastards, and pretending to be Bond. It was ace, but I was on my own, so I didn't play any multiplayer, but then who gives a fuck about that? A lot of the time, Bond pretends to be you, doesn't he? Yeah, pretty much most of the time. In fact, they based him on me yeah. and my exploits during, um, uh, you know, the, um, what was it? Uh, that war. war. Four or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah it was fine. Um, and, uh, you know, it was ace. Uh, single players were that with that game. Uh, and, you know, it was absolutely superb. Then I got the Wii uh, all connected up. And that was a lot easier to do, by the way. And played a bit of Wii Sports. Loads of golf. Just loads of golf. Some tennis. It was excellent. And then I did a bit of archery on the latest game. Got all the uh, little uh, units to screw into the bottom. Absolutely fantastic. Um, what's the name of the archery one? Uh, we must, what, you mean Wii Sports Resort? Yeah, we, there yeah. you go. Wii Sports Resort. I knew Sean could be relying mm. on for that one. <laughs> and I had fun. So much fun. I forgot about the darkness, the depression, 
the horrible worlds we're forced to play in these days, the dangerous feeling of anxiety that so many games try and make you feel, and I forgot it all. I was lost. I was lost. I was lost to the happiness, and I felt at one with the world, at one with the consoles, and for once, I wasn't fighting that nagging worry that I wasn't having as much fun as I thought I should be having, and I was just having fun. So here's where I get serious. Here's where it gets really serious. Okay. Okay. So fuck you, Fallout 4. <laughs> You've gotten boring. This is another unremarkable expansion, and it's just like one you released a few years ago for the other game. So big round of applause. You're a waste of innovation, and you're a squandering of good chances in the game industry as a whole. And fuck you, Uncharted 4. Everyone who buys you has to accept that you're as pointless a game as any other fourth <laughs> release in a series. You're worse than Halo 4 because you didn't even try anything new. So, big applause for you. You are the death of inspiration and triumph and greed in the games industry. And fuck you, everyone who buys them. And that includes me, because we're the root of the problem. So do what I did instead. Take Far Harbour, put it back in its box, get your old consoles out, play some old games, remember how much fun they were, and then come back to today's games. You can keep playing them. I'm not saying stop. I'm just saying I want you to see with fresh eyes what games were once about and that they were about entertainment and not big budget shock in the cutscenes. Maybe we'll make a difference if we open ourselves up to the notion that maybe we should accept, you know, expect more from games. You know, maybe? Yeah. What do we think? Yeah, don't disagree with you. I think my work here is done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Finally. Far Harbour was fucking awful. It was dull. Far too misty for my liking. I mean, look, sorry, it didn't cut the mustard, not one bit, but that's me. Take a pun on it if you didn't get the season pass, or if you've got the season pass already, I really hope you enjoy it, because I did not. You know what? I've made my point. I'm done. Yeah, sure. Come on, James. Let's leave. <laughs> Sean, there's a space for you in the cab. We're going. <laughs> well, that's good. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. Goodness. I better finish this podcast, actually, but thank you very much yeah, for coming. I mean, um... If if you are listening and you've bought Uncharted Four, that's cool. We're fine with that. Hey, look, it's like I said, it's fine. I'm just saying it's pointless. It's a pointless <laughs> game. It's a pointless game. It's a pointless game. <laughs> I had great fun with the Wii and the N64. Mm. I had great fun, and to be honest, it's actually kind of revitalised everything. Is I went back <laughs> after playing with the N64 and the Wii, back onto the uh, Xbox games like Fallout Four. Mm. And I saw things with a new eyes. I could, I could, I saw for the first time in ages how far we've come, mm. and that was actually quite nice because I got to see the the whole evolutionary process taking shape in front of me. And it was like I was looking down on a microscope with microbes and stuff underneath it, and they were just sort of multiplying in a drop of water. And I've kind of lost my point. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how you feel with the human race anyway, James? Pretty much in general. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, none. No time's more pertinent than, than when I'm doing this, actually, this mm. podcast. Oh, you're looking down on us? Not so much looking down on, on you guys as I am kind of in a plane looking down at the earth, if you know what I mean. Just okay. kind of, oh, there's clouds and mountains. Yeah. You know, and you guys are, are down there somewhere. Oh, thanks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, well not, not Sean so much. <laughs> just me then. No, not, no, no, not just you, but, but not Sean. You know, that's. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So you're not okay. Fine. We'll leave it there. Yeah. Fine. Well, thanks, James. Hey, you're feel, welcome. Feel yeah. really good about myself now. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, well, no, I feel I feel great actually. I feel like a, a weight's been lifted off my off my shoulders and my chest. 
Okay. Um, do you know what? I have a feeling that the uh, the next review I do for you guys um, is going to be a lot more happy. Yes. Um, because, you know, uh, primal scream therapy uh, on a podcast <laughs> is, is very good for um, relieving the tension, so to speak. It is. Thanks, James. It's a good one. Hey, you're welcome. Yeah. 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 Same so, time next week? Yep. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, probably the same time, I guess. It's just like, well, whenever's good for you, obviously. Well, we'll I'll, just... I'll be the judge of that, Sean. I'd like you to stay out of my schedule, actually. If that's no, okay. no, no, of course. Yeah, Sean's, that's, Sean's, Sean's a big fan of yours. That's, um... Could you just leave Sean alone, please, Sean? <laughs> All right, mate? He, he can speak for himself. He's a big boy. All right? <laughs> well, just... don't you know? Yeah, well... <laughs> stop mollycoddling him, for God's sake. <laughs> okay. Sorry, James. Yeah, well, it's all right, mate. Okay, just, yeah. fine. Okay, so you're going to fuck off now, yeah? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Then fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> James, get out of Right, well, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of days with part three, which will be our topic, which is uh, underappreciated movies, which I think we're all looking forward to next week or next couple of days. Uh, I'm looking forward to recording in a couple of days. Yes, <laughs> because we don't all do it in one go. Anyway, <laughs> bye and shit. So, bye. 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 Miss you. Miss you more. <laughs> right, do you want a coffee?